Welcome back to In the Trenches Podcast, a podcast by youth pastors for youth pastors. In today's episode, Elliot, Gary, and Charlie are going to be sitting down with Brooks Till from Tennessee to talk about youth ministry. Hope you enjoy today's episode. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of In the Trenches podcast. We have missed all of you guys. It's been a while. Took that summer off. It's been a crazy summer, but we are back. The boys are back in town, and we have an amazing guest with us, Brooks. Till Brooks, how you doing, man? Good. I've never been called amazing, I don't think. <laughs> never? Not even by my wife, I don't think. Well, well you're amazing. Thank you. You are an Alabama fan, but you're I amazing. Am. Roll Tide. But I'm not bandwagon. I'm from there. Yeah. Born and raised. So there's there's a level of respect that has to come with that. Well, there has to be because we win. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you guys play Clemson. Yeah. We've, we're half and half with them, okay? So there you go. <laughs> but um, Elliot, Gary, how you guys doing, man? Good, bro. How are you? I'm good, dude. It's been, it's been a while. It feels yeah. good to be back. Yeah, it does. What's new with you? It's been a few months. You have a kid now. Another one. Two boys. I left. I literally was... At Pinecrest, drove to the hospital and brought home a son. It's a Pre- good day. Pretty craziness. Yeah. But yeah. The best part about that is there was the, the first initial reaction of you thought Tanner was ready to go into labor. You drove down the mountain True. and you came back up the mountain. There was a <laughs> lot of driving happening. Yeah. Left. And then she was like, oh, I think we'll have time. So I went back for P5. And then I got through the first night and the first day, and right after the second night service of P5, she called and she's like, we're going back to the hospital. So that's when I went from camp to the hospital, and we had our son. There it is. It's a beautiful thing. What's his name? Dallas. 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 Yeah. Good stuff. Gary, how you doing? Good. Good. Busy summer. Good camps and uh, everything else, but yeah, it's good to be back. Yeah. Excited to be here. Excited to... Um, really kick off season three, I guess we can call this season three of In the Trenches. A few different things we're going to be adding into um, just the podcast and what we're going to be going over. We have an amazing lineup of speakers, just like today with Brooks. Brooks, why don't you share a little bit about yourself and um, just who you are, some of your passions in youth ministry and outside of youth ministry? Yeah, yeah, I was born and raised in Alabama. I told you that. And, uh, grew up in church. I actually grew up Church of God. Mm. That's good stuff. Or when I was growing up, we'd call it Church of My God. Come on. And uh, then I went to the Assemblies of God. Um, played a lot of ball. Wasn't that good in school. Hated school. And uh, 19 years old, got filled with the Holy Spirit. Changed everything. Got called in the ministry. And here I am. And uh, the last six years, I've, I feel like God has a sense of humor because he sent me back to school. So. <laughs> <laughs> sent me to the place that I hate, that and now funny. it's a place of uh, of love. And so uh, I think a lot of the things that I went through, uh, God turned around, and now I get to help help other students who are dealing with the same thing. So good to be in California, though. Sunny, palm yeah. trees. Yeah, what's the weather at, um, at back at home right now? We've had a heat wave, and uh, that's the kind of weather where, like, you get out to pump gas, you know, humidity is really bad, and your underwear kind of turns into saran wrap. <laughs> yeah. And then it disintegrates. It just goes away. You know, that's the kind of weather we've been having. But it was cold this morning when I left, so now I have a cold, and uh, 
And Gary uh, gave me an aspirin before we started shooting this podcast today, so I'm good. He's a legend. Thin that bl- thin that blood out a little bit for me is. to uh, there we go. think. You know is what that I'm what saying? they do? That's what aspirin does? I guess. <laughs> so I probably won't have a heart attack. I probably won't have a heart attack today, so that's good. That's good. Today. That's great. <laughs> if you guys remember, um, last year during our Youth Alive rally, um, Brooks spoke and did an amazing job and had everyone absolutely yeah, dying. It was a stand up comedy routine. Yeah. And then just like smacked them with the truth. It was great. And, um, but we have again Brooks down uh, for this year's rally, and that's why we're on the podcast with him. But one thing we do, Brooks, every episode is we ask a, a question. And the question is, what is a crazy youth ministry story you have? And so I feel like you have some good ones. So I'm just going to let you go for it. Well, I have. A lot, and a lot of them I probably can't even talk about on this podcast because y'all have to do a lot of editing. <laughs> I remember uh, when I was younger, um, I won't say the church, and I won't say the name of the town because I don't even know if this person's still living. <laughs> we did a church. <laughs> we did. We did a foot washing in the youth room, mm. but but we involved the whole church when I was I was I was I think I was probably fourteen. And uh, the, the youth pastor uh, was helping wash people's feet. And, and so this guy, did I say feet? Feet? I'm from Alabama, I can say that. Right? They were washing his feet. Yeah. And so uh, the guy had cowboy boots on. Y'all wear cowboy boots out here in California? Just oh, Charlie. Some of us do. Charlie, this is the best episode <laughs> he's ever filmed. I'm, I'm so spurs. excited. So excited. Yeah. You got spurs that jingle jangle, big dog. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the guy had cowboy boots on, and they pulled they pulled this this guy's boot off, and we were you know it was real emotional. Everybody's crying. I don't know if you ever done a foot washing, but it's a incredible moment. Uh, but we pulled this guy's boot off, and uh, and then we pulled a sock off, and mm. uh, everybody was kind of caught off guard because he was missing his big toe. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Bro. He probably got caught off, you know, cut off in the lawnmower or something, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you got to so warn like, people about and that, so, bro. like, people were, like, passing the sock around. Everybody's looking in, like looking around on the ground to see if the, the toe had <laughs> fell off or looking in, inside the sock to see if it had fell off, you know. <laughs> but if it fell off on the floor, it probably got vacuumed up, didn't it? <laughs> but So I don't know if the guy had gangrene or what, but he didn't have his big toe. Who so had to wash was, his foot, though? Yeah, that's the next I, one. So that, so we didn't. So uh, this sounds terrible, but we didn't put our hands on his feet at all. <laughs> we just kind of did a little courtesy splash. You know what I'm saying? Did a little splash on it, and uh, I squirted a little Dawn dishwasher soap down of that liquid and got it agitated and just kind of splashed a little bit. And and I think I handed him his towel. Like, hey, you can just take care of this yourself, man. <laughs> So uh, we was praying for healing, for his toe to grow back, and his balance to come back. Uh, was say, did he just walk around in circles all the time? I don't know, man. But, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know what happened early. I mean, he, there's no telling how he lost his toe. And, uh, I didn't ask him. Yeah, so. you got to warn people about that. Man, don't be going to a foot washing if you ain't got a big toe. You know what I'm saying? And that's really what we want you to take away from today's yeah. episode, dude. Don't be going to a foot washing if you ain't got a big toe. My, I wish do, my Lord. I wish my youth pastor at the time was here to to really tell it because he was the one that he was the one that really like was down there looking in the sock. He was afraid he'd literally <laughs> knock somebody's toe off. Oh gosh, this thing. So we prayed for healing. It just didn't work. You know? Dude, I feel like today's whole episode should just be. Uh, 
you telling stories. <laughs> that would be I'm here for amazing. Oh, yeah. Today, though, I think we do, especially since we are here for the Youth Alive rally, that's kind of how me and you met and connected. Yeah. I think the focus of today's episode, um, just be talking about your heart and your passion. You know, you mentioned it in the beginning, but just empowering students to reach their campus yeah. and yeah, any like practical tips. We just kind of want to talk about that. Talk about your heart. Well, you know, going back to that Holy Spirit experience and, I, and we've all, you know, had that. And if you haven't had that, I, I encourage you to seek that out because it changes everything. I mean, you know, I got saved at youth camp when I was six, but the Holy Spirit experience uh, happened in 19. It changed everything because it was it was the it was the guide for me. Um, you know, the Holy Spirit helps you with decision making and things like that. And so I knew I was called mm. and, um, you know, uh, I can't explain how he works. I just know that he works. I, I remember being filled, filled with the Holy Spirit in that moment. And I just remember closing my eyes and I remember seeing what looked like an ocean of young people being filled the, the exact same way I was being filled. Wow. And so, um, I think when you're called to ministry, you're called to, you're called to ministry, like wherever you go, mm -hmm. all ages, whatever. But, you know, I really feel like I'm called to this younger generation, these students. And so, I, like I said, I want them to experience, experience it the way that I experienced it. And so, you know, the first thing I did uh, when I felt the call was I literally just started showing up. And I know we talked about this at lunch today, but a lot of what ministry is is just showing up. Yeah. Just showing up and doing what you – you know, need to do to help whatever's going on happen. Uh, it's really not that hard. I think a lot of people think of, of calling and they want to have these big moments. Well, well just just show up and start helping your pastor. Yeah. Just show up and start helping your youth pastor. And so uh, for the leaders out there, I would say keep showing up, keep being available. And for the students, I would say start serving. Yeah. Uh, the more you serve... Um, the more this thing kind of unfolds. And so I know that's not really a Sunday school answer, but <laughs> we get caught up in Bible reading is important. You know, uh, if you're preaching, that's important. But I'm going to tell you, preaching is just a, a, just a small s sliver of it. You know, um, it's about caring about the people around you. And uh, for students, you know, I think when we say do ministry, a lot of times they think they got to stand up on a lunch table and, and preach but most of us as adults we're never going to do that no we're never going to get up on a work table and 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 preach to anybody but but can you buy somebody a candy bar and a coke and say hey man let me tell you what jesus did for me or just a simple can i can i hear your story can mm -hmm. i hear where you're from can i tell you my story and uh, i heard somebody say one time that a, a message opens up the mind but a story opens up the soul mm -hmm. i think just simply sharing um what you've been through uh, with others, uh, that's as that's as good as it's going to get. Uh, and just listening to people, um, what they've been through. If you if you listen to them, they'll they'll begin to uh, they'll begin to trust you. If they trust you, then they'll they'll hear what you have to say. And uh, and so I would you know get these kids plugged in um, to doing whatever they're talented in, their gifting their giftings are. Um, you know, if it's, if you got a kid that's sort of an entrepreneur, you know, get them, 
get them doing something in that area or maybe a kid that's that's got some talents maybe you know i, I don't know um but just go with their gifts and their abilities yeah what do you think Elliot? i love it i think um you know so you're from alabama and yeah. you do ministry in tennessee what do you feel like might be again i know you're not here for long but there's a lot of like perceptions what do you think the biggest difference is in what you're doing over there so maybe some of what we're dealing with over here yeah I'm, i mean you know everywhere i've ever been kids are pretty much the same mm. you know they're pretty much the same now um it feels like this this side of the country y'all <laughs> it feels like it feels like California sets the tone for the rest of the uh, for the rest of the the nation, which is which is good and bad, right? Because the good thing is you you have a chance here in SoCal to uh, literally do something here that can impact the nation. Hmm. I mean, and I and I believe that. I mean, it seems like y'all are on the cutting edge of fashion. Y'all are on the cutting edge of especially I mean, Charlie. He's on yeah, the cutting edge I mean, of fashion all the time. This guy's cutting edge. Uh, no doubt uh, you know but I, I feel like as a whole I mean just hanging out with y'all students la uh, earlier in the year mm -hmm. that kids are the same yeah and it's good but but one of the things that I like about the younger generation is is and this is another reason why I love doing ministry with students is they haven't made their mind up yet mm -hmm. you know and, and that sounds weird to say but they have not made their mind up yet yeah. they have not been beat up enough yet to where they don't listen to you. Yeah. Like you have an opportunity <laughs> and a chance. Does that make sense? Yeah. You have a you have a chance with these students. I don't have a ch I really don't have that great of a chance with somebody in their 50s, no offense Gary, but <laughs> with somebody in their 50s who's already worked a career, who's who's on the back end of this thing. Like I mean, there's things they can do it they but they're probably not going to stop everything they're doing and go to Bible college. They're probably mm -hmm. not going to you know, they've made their mind up. These students, they haven't made their mind up. Yeah. But the crazy part about it is, is, you know, uh, these kids, uh, they're, they're what shape our culture. I mean, if you think about it, music, TV, um, fashion, everything that, everything that's, that's, you know, that's happening and that's now, like it's, it's based around their likings and their taste. And yeah. So we have an opportunity to shape the ones that's shaping our world. Yeah. And so, you know, and I think, <laughs> Now, I don't think uh, I don't think there's kids out here, many kids out here in California that are milking cows in the morning. But no, there, probably there's not. some in Norco. Yeah. All they all go to Charlie's church. Yeah, but, but uh, you know, and an insecure kid's an insecure kid, whether he's in Tennessee or whether he's in Alabama or Georgia, or whether or not he's in Arizona or California or mm. or, or, or Washington State. Like, uh, you know. Uh, the depressed, the, the anxiety-driven, the, the insecure, it, it, all that, it, it's the same across the board. Now, now the avenues they go down to to try to fill the voids, you know, that may be a little bit different. But, um, but, but, but kids are the same, and people are the same. And the issues that we're facing today, uh, if you read the Bible, I mean, they were facing the same thing then. Yeah. And, uh, and so... Uh, and so that's kind of my take on that. Yeah. We have, obviously, we have FCA represented here with you and, and Youth Alive yeah. with Elliot. Um, this, uh, you know, been in 30 years, seen all kinds of changes, but 
I would say this generation of young people is experiencing things in campus and in class that no other generation before them has had to really face and stand up for. What's the best way to, to for youth pastors especially to listen to this, to equip these students with what they're facing mm-hmm. today on the campus? Like what are the yeah. tools, like the legitimate tools and, and things we can give them to help them, um, you know, really be prepared for this? It's good. You want to take that, take it there? Yeah, I'll start it. I, I definitely want to hear what you have to say. Yeah. But I think there is a, a real, the luxury we have of like, not addressing certain things that we used to like not want to address, I think is over. I think there's a burden on every youth ministry um, to talk about truth, all of truth. Um, And especially the ones that are, the truths that are uniquely affecting students now more than they usually have. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, Like gender identity or uh, sexual identity, uh, these sort of things, I think, are just so important for us to be talking to students about, teaching from the pulpit, uh, doing Bible studies, like like really breaking down, not only just so they know, but to equip them, right? I think that um, it's just so tough because, like Brooks is saying, this is an important time where there's still this opportunity for students to figure out who they are. Um, but the other side of that is we're not the only ones who know that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? The, the enemy yeah. is just as aware as we are that students are the, I don't know how to put it, but like one of the most important age groups to be reaching because like like you're saying, somebody yeah. who's at this point in life, it isn't to say that they can't get saved or God can't change their life, but there's just something so powerful about this junior high to high school age range because they're comprehending things on a deeper level. They're figuring out who they are. Their faith is becoming their own, uh, and they can make some really big decisions like going to Bible college or, you know, like they're stepping into who they are, but the enemy knows that. And so I think us being timid and us being like kind of taking the, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to say this. They're only hearing one side of this. And I think um, it's, again, like figuring out what our job is as the local church. I think we, we got to get back into that as like just local youth pastors. Sometimes I think youth pastors, we want like this um, global platform. Like we, we feel the need to like make statements, yeah. you know, uh, like put out statements when something's happening on Instagram. And, and I don't know. I'm not saying that like that's bad, but I'm just I think. God has put us in certain places and that's good. And we yeah. should like embrace that and, and love that and do that well and really disciple and train up our students. So they're actually prepared to have some of those conversations, yeah. you know, cause I, I think it it's something as simple as just a basics and apologetics. So here's the deal. I think maybe first and foremost, we need to teach kids what the Bible says, like yeah. get back to some of that. But also, this generation wants to know why. And, and if you can get them to understand uh, the heart of God and the will of God, like, together, you really don't turn from that. Once you grasp, like, I know what God wants me to do, but I also understand why he wants me to do it. Yeah. That's lifelong, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you said that so well at the beginning. I mean... I remember a couple of years ago, somebody asked me, you know, why, why, what do you think the biggest problem is 
with the younger younger generation, and and I followed it up with they don't know who they are, hmm. and yeah. if we don't if we don't as a church figure out a way to tell them who they are, the world's gonna tell them who they are every time, yeah. Yeah. and uh, and so, um, but there's a way to do that. I mean, like most of the time when people are in the wrong, they are, they already know it. You know, and, uh, and that's not to say that you can't correct them and tell them this is what, you know, obviously you want to tell them what the Bible says about it. But, you know, and I'm going to talk about this tomorrow at the, um, I'm going to talk about this tomorrow at the rally. But um, um, during during quarantine, when we were at home, I was out doing some yard work. And and I'll, Brittany, she, she runs out of the house. I had just got done trimming some hedges and she runs out of the house and she's hollering because Brit, uh, because Griffin had, had got out of the house. And, um, she said, Hey, is he out here with you? And I'm sitting out there in the yard and I hadn't seen him, you know, because the hedge trimmers had been on. I couldn't hear him, you know, or anything. And he had run out and, you know, her phone had rang and he'd slipped out the door and he, you know, he kind of knew he wasn't supposed to do that, but but he, you know, he 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 didn't he didn't understand why, yeah, you know, or anything like that. And so he he gets off and and runs out. And I and I and I remember just the way I felt as a father. My heart dropped because we live out by a main highway, and um, I knew that if he got to that highway, the cars whipping by, they were gonna they were gonna hit him. You know, mm-hmm. it was gonna kill him. Mm-hmm. And so I start I start running through the neighborhood, and and finally. Um, you know, one of the ladies that were out in, was out in the neighborhood walking. Um, she comes around the corner and she has him, and uh, his his legs are kicking. And and but she caught him right before he hit that main highway. And uh, she was out doing her part as a as a neighbor, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and uh, and so she brought him she brought him to me. And, and you know, I could have got on to him. You know, in the South, you know, we spank kids. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I could have spanked him. You know, he's two and a half years old. But in that moment, that wasn't that really wasn't a, that wasn't going to do any good. But this is what happened. I called his name, and he ran to me. And I, I'll never forget the moment because I just I gave him a hug and I didn't get on to him. I told him how much I loved him. Mm. You know, yeah. and I. And I hugged him, and I, and I told him how important he was, how valuable he was. And, um, you know, ain't that just like the world, man? Like, people are lost, and they're and they're headed for they're headed for danger, you know, and they and 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 it's gonna kill them. Mm-hmm. But if we just do our part, not to not to hone in on just getting on. There's a there's a time, you know. Later on, I I got onto him and I explained to him, you know, what he needed to do, but. What they need to do is they they need to experience the love of the Father. Because yeah. if they experience the love of the Father, man, they'll never be the same. Mm-hmm. You know, if I thought if I thought that way about my son, you know, how do, how do you think he feels about them? You know, I don't think people need to be told they're wrong all the time. I think they need to be told how valuable they are, and how much and how much he loves them, and what he was willing to give up for them. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's like that like I was saying, it's sort of when you understand the will of God and yeah. the heart of God together, it, you know, you understand that like restraint isn't just arbitrary. It isn't just yeah. God saying like, I don't like this and I don't like that. It, you go back even to um, the garden, right? The beginning yeah. story. We get so focused on the one tree that Adam and Eve couldn't eat from. Uh, 
but it says even before he mentions the tree they weren't supposed to eat from, he says, here are all these trees you can eat from, right? And I think like that is, that's the heart of God. There was yeah. so much that he blessed and so much that was for yeah. them, but they became fixated on the one thing they couldn't. And that's just like our human condition. We get focused on restriction without realizing we serve a God who's given us permission and, and, and has blessing and is for us. And I think that's what students need to understand. Yeah. Like, I think we've thought maybe our job as youth pastors is just like to help them understand, to follow the rules, you know, um, or to like survive and just make, you know, yeah. get a kid through youth ministry and they don't do drugs in the bathroom and they don't get pregnant. And you're like, wow, I'm an incredible youth pastor. Yeah. But it's like, <laughs> we want to activate their calling. We want yeah. them to step into, we believe that God can use them now. Um, and so then the next side of that is like, what does that look like? Yeah, Brooks is involved in FCA. I'm doing Youth Alive. These can be more practical. But even like at the point, I believe this episode will be released. We'll have already done our rally. And the whole idea of it is who is your three? This is what we're challenging the students with. Whether they join or start a club or school assemblies or something that happens, you know, whatever, those things are great. We just want to challenge the students practically. Have three people that you build relationship with because that's the thing too yeah relationship gives you the ability to speak into somebody's life relationship gives you the ability to say hey this isn't good for you hey this person yeah. doesn't have the best interest for you. you know like that type of thing build relationship with them uh be praying for them and invite them invite them to church take take a chance pray for them and we're believing that those three students that they build relationship with are going to get saved yeah and I think if we just look at things really practically like that, um, that it can be a real game changer for our students. You know, gr growing up, my, my dad, he always had a saying, and you say in relationship, it, it brought it back to, to the forefront of my mind. But he always said that, you know, other than the Lord, you know, people are your greatest asset, and you're one relationship away from your destiny. Hmm. And that has always stuck with me, that you're one relationship away from changing everything. Yeah. You know, and, and man, if the world knew how much he loved them, I mean, all the, all the issues that we're facing, listen, they would, they would fall away, man. If they, if they, if they, you know, if the homosexual would find the, find the love of the father, the love would overtake everything, man. It would knock the scales off. I mean, they would know, you know, and so, um, the same for the alcoholic, the same for the adulterer, the same for, you know, the drug addicted, the same for the, you know, the ones dealing with lust, all the issues that we that we faced and that we've always faced. And I think you you hit it right on the head when you said, like, not only, I don't, it's not that I don't want you to eat from this tree. Listen, that's good for, for a moment. Look, this right here is everlasting. Yeah. What I, what I have for you. Yeah. Like, and uh and so it's all about it is all about that relationship it's always been about the relationship of the father yeah you know and i even think just going off of what both of you guys were talking about just the the idea of just sharing these things with them because at the end of the day it's like you brooks you kind of even said it too it's just like california feels like it's like like the launching platform for for all the nation and it's like the world going back to what Ellie was talking about, like they show them these things, they show them of uh, same sex attractions. Okay. And, and you name the rest of the list. But at the end of the day, as a youth pastor and for the youth pastors listening out there, I think sometimes we take what you just said, Brooks, like the love of the father 
and take it so literally where we're like, we can't correct. Right. And that's where it's like we as youth pastors and youth leaders, we end up falling, falling into this, this pit of um, doing a disservice to our students. And I think um, it has to be led with love. Tell them in love. Tell them in love. And then you have that relationship, like you're saying, it's like, that's where then there comes the truth. Because at the end of the day, like you were saying, Brooks, it's like this is these years that we have these students. We have them for four years, six years, depending on what, what it looks like in your context. There's so much that changes in their lives. So much yeah. that changes in their lives. And the coolest part, too, and this is what I love about Youth Live and FCA, is like now we can equip these students to be able to go and do that same exact thing we're doing. Yeah. You know? So amazing to me. So amazing to me. I love you so much. I can't let you go down that road. Exactly. Because you're, you're too important to this thing. You know, I love you so much. Uh, I, I'm going to stand in the way, and I'm going to tell you you can't because the Father sent His Son for you. We've got to do that. We've got to get these people. In. I mean, can you imagine, you know, I'm sure most of these this listen to this today, can you imagine over here in California if, if, if everybody would just do their part? Mm. Can you imagine how it would affect the world? You know, it'd be absolutely incredible. It's good stuff. Brooks, man, I just want to say thank you so much yeah. for being on the podcast today. Thanks for flying out just for the podcast. Yeah. Uh, I heard that the Youth Alive was the second thing, but being a part of the In the Trenches was the first the first thing on your list. Yeah. Um, and the donuts out here, man. Yeah. The pink that, box. That's, that's next. <laughs> um, Gary, Elliot, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. It feels good to be back. Um, there's one thing, though, too, that we want to start doing at the end of every podcast, and we'll, we'll throw that out there for you guys, and you guys can message us, but... We want to answer one of your guys' questions, especially as we have guests on the podcast like Brooks. Um, we want to have that opportunity to open up and just have that conversation about whatever questions you guys might have as a youth leader, as a youth pastor, um, whether it's in the context of youth ministry, ministry, family, marriage, whatever that might look like. So um, if you do have any questions you'd like us to answer, you can go ahead to Instagram and uh, go to the SoCal Youth Pastors IG. Just DM us and we'd love to um, message and con- um, contact with you guys. But other than that, thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast. We love all of you guys, and it feels good to be back. We'll catch you on the next one.